0: Alrighty, that was Guilty Party, that was AJ's, also known as Adults Programming's, Programming's, wow, Programming. First DP, how are you AJ?
1: Good, good, yeah, the name is a mouthful, I was advised against that, but you know, I did it anyway.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, how, how have you been, you know, holding up with everything going on in the world?
1: Um, I've been good, it's been a crazy time, you know, I've I... I feel like you know, not to be tone deaf or anything, but I feel like for me personally, I'm not going to see the pandemic or anything that's happening with all this, you know, strife we have here in the United States. Um, but that's been good. But as far as the quarantine is concerned, um, it's been a, a you know a real blessing in disguise for me. Um, I've been able to make a lot of music that I that I, I don't think would have gotten the opportunity to make otherwise. Um, and also really, you know, uh, so it's funny. Um, I was able to work with Kevin Barnes from of Montreal on this EP. Um, yeah, which to me is like a dream come true because he is my hero personally. Um, and I think the only reason that happened was because of the quarantine. Um, I was able to contact him and he um, is on a sort of like off season right now because, all, because his tour got canceled. So he was able to, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll mix your songs and I'll do the whole thing. And we kind of were able to collaborate on that. And that's been for me you know, I cannot imagine that that would happen to me. So that's just such an amazing thing. Um He really is my hero, and that it's been such uh, a gift for me.
0: Sorry, I'm just speech- speechless. Kevin <coughs> Barnes from of Montreal.
1: Oh no, you should have seen me when I when I found out the news. I was just like I was in this garage, just hopping around like a madman. I was yeah, it just it's it, it's it's taken you know it's it sank in now, so I'm okay saying it. But no, my God, it was such. a, uh, surreal thing for that I don't know he for me is just like he's I, I, I met him when I went to his show I've been to a couple of his shows and I told him you know like you are my Orpheus you are my literal Orpheus um, and he was always very sweet and stuff so yeah it's been a complete um, gift
0: Okay, I'm going to scrap everything I've had for now.
1: Can we talk about this? What was yeah, that? Yeah, like? absolutely. Oh, well, it was awesome. So we were communicating mostly virtually. Um, well, yeah, all virtually. And so pretty much I sent him my tracks and I said, hey, you know, I know this is not what you do typically, but you think you want to maybe give it a try I think it's in your wheelhouse you know what I'm making is not too far from what you're making and also um his girlfriend uh Christina Schneider who is in Locate us one she also makes a sort of like you know um to I guess r- reduce it to indie pop music and he emailed me back saying um I don't really do that uh I'll listen to the tracks and let you know but if anything I can send it off to someone that would be able to help you and when I got that I was like okay well he was being sweet but you know You know what that means. He's he's kind of just shuffling me off. It's, you know, whatever. And lo and behold, a day later, he's like, hey, I'm down, let's do it. Um, And that was awesome. So I sent him my reference tracks as far as like, you know, my own reference mixes and also like the the artists that I like um, production wise. And it was a really seamless process. I'm really kind of a neurotic person and I'm, I'm super nitpicky and stuff. But again, thankfully I record all the music myself in this garage here. So, I have a lot of creative control over what I'm doing, and then giving it to him. I gave him my references and stuff. We went back and forth here and there about certain mixes, but um, he was pretty spot on with his choices. You know, again, like <laughs> it's crazy. I would send him my references, my influences, and I'm sending him his own tracks. <laughs> you know, like along with obviously other tracks as well. Um, but man, like it's just, it was just surreal, and he was just, uh, he was a gem. You know, like and he was able to. He, he commented on my Instagram post. Like he was very supportive throughout the whole process um <laughs> yeah no super 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 um great person just a real uh blessing
0: does he follow you on instagram
1: unfortunately he doesn't i was, was kind of like i was like please follow me, please follow i don't want to say it and I, I, I didn't ask him so i'm not going to do that but i was kind of hoping just you know like it would just uh be commented oh, that was nice um you know uh john mouse follows me on, on twitter though it was pretty cool but but you know what God, I'm going to just lessen myself right now. But he kind of follows anyone. Like, oh. I'm on this um, Facebook group called um, John Mouse is the Hero of the World or something like that. And <laughs> a bunch of people are putting, like, John Mouse followed me. John Mouse followed me. I'm like, John Mouse followed you. Okay. Okay. So I went ahead and, you know. Yeah. So for, for all of you out there, go ahead and follow John Mouse. And you might get a follow Uh But I, I love John Mouse.
0: Next EP with
1: John Mouse? <laughs> i
0: I'm sorry I'm just trying to wrap my head around that that's so cool especially like I I was reading over the pandemic you know Kevin Barnes was talking I think it was with um noisy about the pandemic and you know how it's affected him personally you know without going on tours so it's like really cool to just see you know Kevin Barnes helping out the local community I'm sorry that's so cool
1: no absolutely and it, it, it really was lightning in a bottle um my friend uh Zadrian who helped me produce this EP Zadrian Gonzalez um he's a local here and he helped me produce it and he again he's helped me produce it I have also my wife featured on the on one of the tracks singing I have Kevin Barnes mixing it I had you know it's just it, this is such for me a passion project and um, I think he sensed that also like he was producing his um his uh, girlfriend stuff for a while too so I really thought it was just like perfect timing and I just had to kind of like attack that um, and I think it was just a mix of good timing and a mix of, you know, just a bunch of goodness. So
0: Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And do do you want to Okay, no. Scratch that. Let me go back to the COVID question. How do you feel about, you know, local bands throwing on shows during this time, especially, you know, with cases skyrocketing?
1: You mean you mean shows like physically?
0: Physical shows, yeah.
1: Um, You know, I haven't really seen too much of that. I saw a little bit of that um, with Panther courts uh, throwing some sort of um, festival of some sort. Um, I don't know, I really am, I'm really insulated, you know, and I'm really someone who hates everything that's not my house. Uh, So I'm not gonna be out there anyway, you know, it's, um, but yeah, as far as that goes, I I don't think it's responsible. Like for example, I was, so I I, I threw a Your Fault release party for my first single and it was really, really a successful thing. And a lot of people came, it was great. And then I wanted to do, let it come to you, a single party. But that was in like April, like once we got into the thick of this whole thing. And I was like, it can maybe, you know, maybe the pandemic will be over by then. Who knows? And all my 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 live bandmates were like, just the the the, the Jonah Hill meme. Uh, just like, don't do that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a small I, I decided like, uh, yeah, it, it may be irresponsible and stuff like that, but do, what I, I, I guess my real opinion on it is like, why aren't you working with the pandemic? You know what I mean? Like, um, I, it's, it's funny, actually, this, this is kind of a plug, but it, it actually makes sense. I'm in this show right now. Well, my wife and I are understudying the show with Miami New Drama uh, called Seven Deadly Sins. It's really exciting. It's a, it's a theater piece and it's happening live now. What I think is amazing about it is that you go, you're on Lincoln Road, and you watch the actors in window shops. So it's about seven people in an audience, socially distance with masks on, and you have a headpiece on, and you listen to the actors inside a window shop. And that to me is really interesting. That it, that for me beats, and I mean beats it by like 100 times, a Zoom play, or having playing at some local like dive bar or something, or doing some like, you know, just half-baked show. I feel like, for example, like in the pandemic, I was able to release um, the Let It Come To You music video. I released the live video um, of me and my band playing live. I released also a lyric video. I released an EP. Um, again, I'm, it's just like, I'm, I'm trying to work with it. Like, okay, if I can't reach you physically, let's let's do something virtually, let's do this. And let's really capitalize on that and not just like pretend the pandemic isn't happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, I, I, th- I think it really is just, it, it's. I, I get it; it's not responsible, but that's not really my biggest gripe. My biggest gripe is really like, I don't know. It's almost like at um, one time there was this uh, show going on back in FIU, uh, FIU Theater, um, and all the lights went out in the in the theater mid-show. And this is um, Oscar Wilde's uh, Ideal Husband, and it's like it's a it's a period piece, and the, all the lights went out. Now, what the, what what could the actors do? The actors could just pretend the lights aren't out and keep doing the show, or they could actors and actually people and be like, what happened to the light? <laughs> like, actually react to the moment. And so and I feel like people that are not reacting to the pandemic and not morphing and molding themselves with the pandemic are kind of saying, the lights are still on, but they're off. Acknowledge that the lights are off and, and work within the darkness. Don't work, don't, don't try to pretend it's not there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's a, actually a really smart way of putting it. Yeah. Th- I'm... How did you guys? I know this is not related to your EP at all, but I have to ask: How did you come up with the window shopping idea for this Seven Deadly? Oh,
1: so again, that, that's not me. I'm not. I'm on the team as a as as a performer, but I, I, I'm not making that. Um, that that's Miami New Drama, which is one of the best, if not the best, theater company here in Miami. So forward thinking and just so amazing. Um, and again, they were sick of seeing the Zoom play. If you are in the theater community, you know everyone's doing a Zoom play. I'm not trying to knock it, but like I, I get it. I appreciate it, but at the same time, it's like, who's, like, honestly, who wants to go to your play number one, period? And then secondly, who wants to go to your Zoom play? Come on, like, it's like, you're, I, don't, I don't think, again, that's them adapting with the time somewhat, but I feel like my new drama is really saying, hey, the lights are off and we're gonna really work in the darkness. And they're really doing it, and I think the, the most creative way possible. They're actually the only theater in the nation doing that right now, which I think is just amazing. Really just groundbreaking work and I'm super happy to be a part of it.
0: That, that's awesome. And likewise, what do you think about, you know, musicians and bands holding Zoom concerts? Kind of like the Glass Animals did, um, you know, an Instagram live thing for their recent album, stuff like that.
1: I think that's cool. Um, if you can, if, if you can um, pull it off, like I've been offered certain live things and I'm like, ooh, I, 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 like I, I want to do it and I, and I support whatever cause it is and I love the people doing it. But, and usually it's because I'm very busy too, but it just seems to be like, I don't know. It, most times I see that it doesn't come off well. Granted, if you're a big enough band, then I think it can work. But the way I see this, it, like, I don't know, like, why don't you just film and or like pro shot a show of yours and a show meaning like, you know, with only the band you see that all the time, KEXP does this, you know, like let's just, let's normalize that. And let's actually make it, let's put it in the hands of the indie artist. All the videos I make, well, I know, you know, people on, on the airwaves can't see this, but you're seeing my garage right now. And we make all the videos in this garage. Every video is made in this garage. Wow. Yeah, all the videos you see are done in this space. Um, There's nowhere else we do these videos. So that I think is just, I don't know, it speaks to, I think sort of the inventiveness that we need to have as, as people in the indie sphere and yeah like just shoot a pro shot live video and it's gonna look awesome and design it and actually put effort into it like if you want to do the live thing I think it's a really cool idea I I have not been able to personally uh overcome it. it it's been too much trouble than it's worth but um yeah more power to you if you can pull it off
0: gotcha gotcha and you mentioned your wife a bit I want to go back to that what a- what kind of influence has your wife had on adult programming?
1: Um, to say she has influence is almost an understatement. Uh, she's like, I always tell her like, you know, aren't you so lucky to have a husband that writes songs about nothing but you? <laughs> and then she's like, you write songs, about you hating me. I'm like, no, I don't, but I do a little bit sometimes. Because, and again, that, that's, that's the confessional nature of the work too. Like I'm trying to be as honest as possible in my, in my music. And um, yeah, sometimes it gets like, you know, a little honest. Well, or should I say a little too honest. Um, but that's really important to me, you know, having my wife is the closest person to me in my life. And, you know, we go through it. I love her and she loves me and we have beautiful times, we also have sometimes. And I think that, I think everyone, you know, faces the same thing. And I have to kind of put that into my music. Um, but yeah, no, pretty much she is my muse and really the exact, you know, uh, not to be corny or anything, but that really is in the definition of the word, She's that to me for sure. And I'm constantly inspired by her, um, be it with our relationship, um, you know, trials and tribulations, or just her in general. Um, As far as her music taste is concerned, she is a musician as well. She um, plays piano very well, even though she'll say she doesn't. Um, And she sings beautifully, absolutely beautifully. Um, I haven't utilized her enough, actually, I would say. But um, no, yeah, okay, so again, going back to that, she inspires me just in our everyday life, but also for all the videos we do on YouTube, in all our music videos, she designs all of them set wise. So she does all the set and lighting design on that. And then uh my best friend and I, JC Gutierrez, he um helps me direct them. He directs them and then I direct them with him. We were co-directors in that in that way. And then his girlfriend, Megan Zorilla, which is fantastic, she does makeup and and um costume. Uh and again, having we have it a very core team, also in addition to my live band, which is Nick Garcia, Adrian Gonzalez, Well, was who's in Grave uh, Castle, his own solo project. But yeah, having such a tight knit team has been the most invaluable thing to me. And if adult programming is doing anything right, it is having a team that is so strong. Um, again, I am a solo artist. So I make all the music myself, all the instrumentations myself, all the vocals are myself, I record it myself. But as far as the overall picture in regards to visual media, and not even, not even visual media, like all the songs that I wanna release, I'm sending it to my boys. I'm saying, hey, this is bad. This is good. Uh, give me something. And then they'll tell me. And they're honest with me. That's really, you know, it's just, again, I'm very grateful to have such a strong team. And they've really been able to help me catapult this in any direction, if it's even been catapulted.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm actually really glad you brought up your set. Because I, I wanted to ask, how do you come up with this? Especially, you know, given that your feed, not only on like Bandcamp, Spotify, and my mind mostly goes to Instagram, is so curated to this specific aesthetic. How did you get it to be like that?
1: I don't know. Well, um, <laughs> I know for the music videos, absolutely. But for the photo shoots, it's kind of like a, you know, you throw a bunch of, st- well, this is actually everything. You throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and then see what sticks. I've been, I've had the for- the fortunate um, opportunities to work with fantastic photographers, um, Steph Estrada, um, Selena, um, Isabel they're both fantastic um, people that really and I really was drawn to them for their eye for the aesthetic um, because I always felt I was in a band before Purple Sun as a, like a younger guy and we always it's just one of those bands that it's like your your first band so you end up like aging with the band and kind of your, you, you start off as a band just for fun and then it kind of morphs to something else and it morphs to something else it's completely a, a slave to your tastes really um, you know and with this, I want it to be more purposeful, adult programming. And I want it to have a specific aesthetic and really go into that. Um, as far as the photo shoots, I really can go for, I don't know. I just like, I, I have certain images in my head that I like. And I say, let's try to play with them. I like these colors. just try these colors. And then we kind of just like do it. That's really photo shoots for me. As far as the music videos are concerned, it really is a labor of love. But it, it is a labor. Um, me and my, my best friend, JC Gutierrez, who again, um, co-directs the videos with me we have pre-production meetings where we just sit in the garage and talk and talk and talk, listen to the song, whatever song we're going to be working at the time. And just kind of going through like, what is it? What can we use? What can we use? What can we do? What can we do? We eventually find our sort of like outline. And we, again, I've always been taught that the best artists steal. And I am a thief. i might not be the best artist, but I am a thief. <laughs> and I will take from anything. So what we do is that we, we just browse, we browse for things that we like and we've been inspired by recently. And we'll literally say like, for example, if you've seen the um, Gumball Eyes music video, that first shot is a Marcel Marceau. There's a video of Marcel Marceau, the, the famous mime, the most famous mime of all time. And he does this shot where he just has his hands and he's molding something and then he takes his hands out. And that's a carbon copy, copy of that of that scene so yeah we're all about taking what works and then making it our own and then um we have thankfully when we're not like this at all we have designers that are smart and talented and able to understand our gibberish and then make something out of it and again we're very much on the same page in the whole ride like uh, gumball eyes we had to do like a willy wonka thing what well, we want to do willy wonka things it was really candy based and my wife <laughs> the night before she's like i'm gonna make a chocolate fountain." And she really could have done it. Like she was gonna make a whole aqueduct system in the garage, the whole thing. And she already had it ready to go. And I'm like, let's maybe not do this. Just because again, it it ended up being more of a practical thing because it's like, how much gain do we get out of the chocolate fountain? It might look like, you know, like, you know, it's, it's too complicated, I can't do that. Um, so yeah, it, it's really, again, a really collaborative process in which we just focus on what do we want to be showing here in this video? What What, is there a story? Usually there's no story. We kind of try, try, try to like throw a story out the window and then just see what happens as far as um, images. We're really interested in really having images that are, that are striking. That's our main thing, because we, we know, we're very aware that we live in the culture of scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And what's going to make you be like, oh, wait, what is that? And that's really the, the place from where we operate from all the time. Like, I, I'm always saying, I'm bored. I don't want to, uh, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. If I'm bored by something, we have to change it in some way. Um, and yeah, that's the, that's the music videos for us. We're really a tight knit team of four in regards to production. And then we have Wayne Wilde, who's fantastic as a director of photography. We give him our ideas later on in the game, and then eventually Jake Laura from Gravecastle. Castle. My, he plays bass in my life. He edits the videos and he is a tremendous editor. Um, and if it weren't for him, you know, adult programming videos would not be near. Really so, um, yeah, it really is just a very kind of involved process.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Going off of that, you mentioned like, you know, changing a bands and everything like that. How did you first off come up with the name adult programming? And then how did you create the persona behind it?
1: Okay, yeah, cool. So the name, oh my god, names, man, names suck. Like Paul Banks from Interpol says, um, band names, the number one rule, they have to sound cool. And I always kept that in mind. Um, And I'm sure there's someone out there being like adult programming, cool. (laughs) But you know, whatever. It's kind of cool to me. So pretty much, I guess what it came down to was like, um, not adult programming as in anything lewd, or, you know, and C-17, Skinamax, it's not like that. It's more about how adults are programmed. And again, really what's happened in my life is that I graduated FIU Theater in in 2018. um, And I say that I became an an adult in three months. I got, I, I graduated, sorry, I got engaged. I graduated and I got married in the course and then I got employed in the course of like four months. It's, it's just an intense thing. I am an intense person generally. I'm very impulsive. So things just happen and it snowballed into that. And I really felt like I became an adult. And then that was, a, there's a great autonomy in that. But at the same time, there's like, a, oh my God, now what? I don't have, I don't have classes next semester. I don't have my capstone coming up. I don't have like, it, that was just such a scary thing that I, I really felt the ground shake beneath me. And that really, for me, inspired me to make adult programming and then start self-recording in my garage. And the name just came from, I mean, really all the songs are about me dealing with the troubles of adulthood. And that's not, a, that's not really an on-purpose thing. I don't think like, hmm, this song's going to be about this adulthood. It just happens. I'm facing problems of, you know, love, of, of love past the honeymoon stage. I'm facing problems of do I do I want to do this job whatever job I'm in do I want to do the rest of my life is this who I am am I that person now you know like this this whole idea of identity and this whole idea of like am I starting the rest of my life right now and just a bunch of things that really kind of you know I don't know just drive me crazy a lot of the time um and then as far as the persona is concerned you know I'm so glad you call it a persona but really it's just me um and again I I believe, and this is maybe my actor training talking, but I am full of polarity inside, like we all are. You know, I always say, as far as acting is concerned, um, when I'm playing a character, I'm not playing a character. I'm like, oh, I'm just in the character. No, this is AJ in this circumstance. And that's how it's gonna operate. And when you see me in adult programming videos, I think I'm kind of, you know, in general, I'm pretty mellow person. Well, especially, you know, if I'm just speaking kind of like, you know, with I don't know, people I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with. Um, I'm, just, I'm just mellow and kind of chill. But again, there's a huge side of me that is shown pretty much every Friday in my garage with my friends. That's very boisterous and very intense and bombastic and obnoxious and horrible and, and abusive to my friends. And again, there's a part of me that's super loving and caring and docile with my wife. I have so many of these different things in me, like we all do. And I think, thankfully with my actor training and my experiences as a performer, I. I just have a little bit more easier access to them because I kind of, you know, I'm aware of them more and, and, and like to tap into them. So these videos where I'm kind of, you know, waving my hands in the air and, you know, gyrating and doing these crazy things. Is that me all the time? No, but that is a side of me. Absolutely. And that, that's what I'm trying to do with adult programming, really just try to be as honest as possible.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, I want to go back to the EP. What was that like, you know, that whole process, especially yeah. given that you've released it in a pandemic?
1: Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, I wasn't even planning on releasing an EP. Honestly, like the whole like, idea of like a collected, like a collection of work really intimidates me. Um, I don't feel like I'm there yet as an artist, um, as a musician specifically. I feel like I, I have what it takes to make singles, you know, because singles don't need to exactly be cohesive. Um, but with a, a collection of work, it really is such a man, it's such a hurdle and such a mountain to me. Um, and when I see people, who are like, for example, um, First World, who I love so much, honestly, one of my favorite Miami acts, Chris Alvarez, he um, is going to be soon releasing an album. And he was to something which is super sweet of him and he asked for some you know like just um, impressions and i was completely taken aback by this man's album like how did you make this bro how did you do this and it really it's just it's so inspiring to see a local artist doing that but the ep it just kind of so this is what really the, the thing was i was trying to make a post-punk ep and that wasn't coming out and I, this is what happens to me. I, I start to get pigeonholed, I'm like, oh, I made one song that's kind of post punky. Yeah, yeah, that's who I am now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Now I'm building something with 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 a, with an aura, with a sort of like uh, cohesiveness. Yeah, no, AJ is always wrong. When he's thinking that way. What ends up happening is that I have to just write whatever comes out. Once what started coming out was really sweet indie pop tunes. Um, I think I first wrote. Well, I wrote a couple songs for the EP that are not on the EP, but um, the first one that was actually on the EP was, oh my god, I think it was Sugar Crushing, which I love special song to me. Um, and then I made that one and I'm like, okay, I like this vibe. Let's see if I just kind of lean in this direction without saying we have to make a separate EP. Let's just lean in this direction and see what happens. Two songs came out and I was like, I like these songs. I think they're strong. Those are the songs that I ended up sending to Kevin Blinds. And I'm glad I did, so I think it was the one, two of the strongest songs in the EP, granted they're the singles too. Um, and those are the songs that got him to say yes. Um, and then from there, I started freaking out on the timetable cause I was like, oh my God, like, okay, so Kevin said yes. So I have to get them to him like as fast as possible. And, blah, 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 blah. and I started kind of rushing myself for no reason really, but it kind of almost, you know, uh, emulated like, I guess how like a standard band with a record label operates. You know, like when you're on a label, they're like, you have to get the album out by March. And then it's like that sort of intensity that I don't really have, because I'm kind of, you know, I have a sort of urgency about me, but really I'm just in my garage doing my own thing. I don't have a deadline. That kind of gave me a deadline, even though Kevin did not rush me but the but of working like, oh, it has to come out right now. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. There's just a lot of me in, in my garage doing the usual, like, you know, laying down some bass tracks, which is probably my favorite instrument to play recording wise, which is interesting. Um, and then once the bass tracks and the drum tracks are on it's a lot of me dancing in my garage to the music and then like thinking of some guitar melodies and then eventually some synth and then adding some vocals last which is always the most hurtful and painful and terrible part but you know I get past it um, but it was a really beautiful experience making the EP and I think I'll always look back on that as a very um I don't know beautiful sort of what is it like utopian point in my life because again I was in quarantine and The job I have, thankfully, was still paying me because I don't have to be there physically. And I'm with my wife, walking the dog three times a day, you know, just kind of living in a placid state.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And going off of that, I have to ask, you know, as merch or like a physical release, why choose to do a cassette tape with pet tapes?
1: Oh, my God, that was so weird that that happened. That was not supposed to happen. So, pretty much like what was supposed to happen really was, well, and by what I mean, not supposed to happen, meaning like I had no plans for that at all whatsoever, especially like Million Young reaching out to me. What? Like Million Young is uh, Mike Diaz from uh, Pet Tapes. And that to me was just like, you want to at least move for me? I don't know. It was so like, again, it, it, it was in the wave of the whole Kevin Barnes thing too. And I'm like, what's happening? um but it was it was an amazing thing But yeah pretty much i wanted to originally i had the idea i'm like i'm gonna release it on vinyl because it's such a special little ep to me you know my my heroes on it my wife's on it my friends helped me make this like oh my god like i would love this be a little ep but think about vinyls that's super expensive you can get very little return on this even touring because i can't tour so I just kind of abandoned that idea and I was like, whatever, digital release, it is what it is. And I've been having a lot of trouble making merch because I'm very selective about my merch. Um, granted, if I wanted to, you know, fart something out, I could do it. But I really care too much about my audience to make them feel like I'm giving them some sort of half-baked um, product. So I'm I'm really just trying to make the best stuff possible for them. So Malin Young reached out to me through Pet Tapes and he's like, hey, I would love to release this for you. And it really, it really works like an indie... DIY label, Um, and to be on the same stage as Million Young and Monterey and First World and Air Hockey and Bed Scene, just like, yes, please! Oh my God, yes, 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 yes! So I did that, and he was awesome throughout the whole process. He really did all the work, you know. And that, that to me was like, that's a thing. Like, if you're gonna offer me to do a cassette or something, and then like, it's like, yeah, I don't use cassette tapes. Assessment. I use records personally. I, I've never used consensus. I don't know if there's a market for that. I, I, I don't know if I had the confidence to make that myself, but he, he did all the work there and that was just um, awesome. And he was so supportive and he helped with promo, which to me is such, oh my God. Like, you know, how often do people offer you something and then they just don't help you promote it at all whatsoever. And people really, and again, I learned this from First World really, people just completely neglect promo at every single turn, especially in acts it's like, man, like how much effort do you put into your EP or your album or your single? Okay. Then you have to put that, maybe even double that energy into your promo. And that's where I think personally, you know, if adult programming has been successful in the 11 months it's been around, it's been because of promotional work. And um, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's pretty much where I stand on that. And, and again, Pet Tapes has been a blessing for me. And I, you know, So I appreciate being part of a collective of, of such amazing, amazing, amazing artists.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And moving forward from that, I want to talk about the Your Fault music video. How did it feel to get, you know, nominated for multiple awards for that music video?
1: Well, that was awesome. That was so cool. And I really appreciated that too, because that really felt like legitimacy. I felt like, okay, people are responding to this. And, and that was you know that oh my god that video was such a so yeah we made that video and then we were editing that video for a month and then we took by the way just so you know like well i think i, t- I mentioned adult programming has been a thing since 2018 2017 so funny my my friend Rosneil castro great guy one of my great great friends he uh he's like a rocket scientist it's ridiculous he's too smart to be hanging out with me but he sent me recently a demo of your fault that was called Friends Upon Friends from 2017 that was recorded on Spire. Spire isn't and that was just um, really kind of sobering to see that. He's like, yeah, it really shows how, how much you've been how long you've been with this with this whole thing. So yeah, your fault, we were editing that video for a month. And then I decided to go ahead and get my customs broker's license uh which is like pretty much what my dad has he's like he's a customs broker it's like you know pretty much uh boring who cares but i decided to do that do that test and that test is really really hard it's like i think it's literally like a four percent pass rate passed it thankfully um but yeah i, I thank you very much um you yeah, know i studied for three months um and in those three months i said guys i cannot do the your fault thing it has to all be just shut down so we shut it all down and then i took the test three months passed it and then that next week we were back on the your fault thing so your fault felt eternal even though it really wasn't but um you know it was great to get all that recognition and I really just wish that I would have put as much effort into the um film festival circuit with your fault I wish I would have done that work. let it come to you come to you with so much more I don't know if I, I don't know if I call it better, but I think a lot of people would use that word. Um, but it really is. I think just uh, I'm very very proud of that video, and I feel like that would have done really really well in film festivals. But it, again, it's like when you're the, in this indie act, you are you're everything. Like you are literally doing every single job, and you have all the hats on. You're like Marge Simpson with all the hats on. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it it's just so much to take care of. Eventually, it kind of you know becomes more manageable, especially into dispersed responsibilities. But you know. I was just super proud to have those those laurels
0: gotcha gotcha and i have time for a couple more questions and i have to ask not only because i think it's going to be interesting for the audience but for my own personal gain what is up with chicken nuggets
1: okay yes awesome okay thank you for asking so that's my next single i'm gonna be releasing uh my next single is nugs and honey That'll be coming out, in um, and yeah, well that, and that's that that single, and this that I don't know, I don't know about the direction. I don't know where I'm going after Nugs and Honey*, but Nugs and Honey* is a single that's really kind of soul slash funk inspired. And I really, um, I don't know, man. In, in, in the beginning of adult programming, I was really focused on being cohesive and being this artist, and like I'm gonna be this genre, and And that's I think important in a certain way. But really, I don't know, I'm over it. I'm just trying to really put out what's coming out. And Nugs and Honey is actually a song that I wrote and I remember the day because it's kind of significant. It's like, you know, January 1st, 2019. Um, and then I, and I have I have a, a whole catalog of songs I haven't released. I have about two and a half hours of music that is just not out and may not ever be out, but um, I, I pluck from it every so often. And Nugs and Honey is a song that I really cared about and I decided to revisit, vo- revisit it vocally. Kevin Barnes is mixing that song as well. Um, he said yes, very appreciated. it. Um, and um, yeah, it really is, it's really ambitious, you know? That's what I think uh, the main takeaway from it will be. I don't know if you've ever heard um, Saint Exquisite Confessions. Um, it is a Montreal song off of Skeletal Lamping, which is one of my favorite um, albums of all time
0: oh wait I have. and
1: it's watched. super like just soul, yeah super soul and and funk based and that is something that i've been exploring i've been getting really into Bootsy Collins recently um and uh Sly and the Family Stone uh stuff like that just like been inspired by that and that's that's kind of and also Prince really really I've gotten to this really intense Prince phase and that's really been inspiring my work so yeah um nugs and also nugs and honey in general nuggets and honey i don't eat chicken nuggets with anything but honey I've done that my whole life. Um, ever since I was a kid, my grandmother would always, my great-grandmother would always serve me nuggets and honey, always. And then at McDonald's, I'll get nuggets and honey. And I cannot eat because there's not honey in the vicinity. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's not possible. Okay. If I ever had a rider, I would say, uh, yeah, no, uh, nuggets and honey must be on location. Thank you. <laughs> um, that would be on my rider. Um, but yeah, so um, th- I'm really excited about that. That should be coming out in, Jan- in December. And then hopefully we have a video for that coming out in January or February. Um, that's still in the works. We're still in pre-production for that, which is the really intense part. Um, but I'm super excited for that. And I, I really love the song. So
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Because when I saw it, because I was watching your stories and you were like asking people, you know, what what do they like to dip with their chicken nuggets? And I was just like really really confused
1: well well, what do you like to dip in the chicken nuggets
0: see here's the thing i really like sweet and sour sauce but i'm sorry american chicken nuggets are just so bad because i didn't grow up here and like the quality of food here is really bad so it's just not the same for me
1: Oh, oh, oh um where did you grow up
0: i grew up in hong kong
1: oh wow so you so okay so you would say the quality of food there's better
0: Oh, absolutely. 100%. Because America doesn't have any regulations when it comes to food safety.
1: Wow. That's interesting. Okay. So sweet and sour is your preferred?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I've noticed that, you know, you know, I was a vegetarian for like four years. So I only recently Mm -hmm. started eating meat. So I was just like, when I saw that on your story, I had to get chicken nuggets and just test it out for myself. Oh, and did you? Yeah, I did.
1: Did you enjoy it?
0: It was, it was an experience because I was like, huh, I forgot the taste of this because I got it from <laughs> McDonald's. So yeah, yeah, yeah. very
1: yeah. interesting to see. Awesome. Well, it's funny, actually. I, well, I know people at home don't see this, but I'm, we're on Zoom and I see your room. and You have a, a Smith's um, Meet His Murder poster.
0: Yes, yes, I do.
1: And, and it's funny for you. And, of course, I was vegetarian because more she told me to be a vegetarian. Um, I got really into well because of my best friend JC Gutierrez, who again is the co-director of my my music videos. Um he was like, Dude, you heard the Smith's? And I'm like, No. And he's like, Bro. And then he showed me all of it. And um, then he became vegetarian, and then I became vegetarian. Um eventually I stopped. Um and you know what is funny? I what broke me? Chicken nuggets. <laughs> So you know, I don't know. It's it, it's a vicious cycle, but um, yeah, very cool. I didn't know you were you were um, raised in Hong Kong. That's awesome. Yeah. Very
0: yeah. Okay. One final question. What is next yes. for adult programming? I mean, we talked about Nugs and Honey, but other than uh-huh.
1: yeah. So um, I don't know. Like I, I I've I've said from the beginning for adult programming, and by by me saying I said, I mean I told my friends in my garage one night um that adult. Pro- I want it to be a project for me that is always in my life. Now, that may mean that when I'm 40 years old or something, I haven't released Music for Adult Programming for a long time. But then I just will. This, I want this to be my musical outlet, as of Montreal for Kevin Barnes is. That's his moniker. That's what he just releases. He funnels music through that. That'll be, This will be my moniker forever. Um, now, really where it's going to go next is depending on where I go next. Uh, just, you know, between you, you and I and, you know, South Florida people that are listening, <laughs> um, me and my wife are um, going to consider auditioning for graduate schools for acting. So um, if that were to happen and we were to actually get in, that would influence my my output. Um, again, right now, like you said, Nice thing will be coming out and I'm sure I'll release a string of singles in 2021. But if I stay in Miami, based in Miami, then I think we'll see more of adult programming. If I decide to go to a graduate program, adult programming will morph into something else. Um, I don't know. But all I know is that adult programming was not going to leave. Um, there may be you know, hiatuses and breaks here and there. Like for example, I really love the career of Sufjan Stevens. I love Sufjan Stevens in general, but I also really love his career because he got his MFA in creative writing. And that to me is amazing. And he wasn't doing music for that. Uh, I'm not sure if he was doing that much music during during the MFA, but I'm, I'm sure he wasn't. It's very demanding. Um, and that's just awesome. Like he can, he, he, music is not exactly like, you know he has to be doing that all the time. He's sort of dependent on that for a paycheck. I don't really want that to be me, granted in the sense I do but in the sense I'm not sure I want to be a slave to my art. I want to be able to kind of, you know do what I want to do when I want to do it. Like, I don't know, that, that's kind of, you know prissy to say, but It really is how I feel. Um, And so, yeah, we'll see. It really depends on where I'm at in life and where my wife and I decide to go. And if we move, we move. And then if we move, you know, the same team is still with me in my heart and and on Zoom and via messaging. But I'm not sure what that means for the videos and the music. So we'll see. Um, It's kind of up in the air right now. But all I know is that there will be a string of singles released in 2021. um, And they're going to be going in directions that I'm not even sure of yet um, and I think I'll be just as surprised as you are.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And where can people find you?
1: So I prefer, um, Instagram, uh, Instagram.com slash adult programming, or, um, my second preference is YouTube.com slash adult programming. Uh, and then of course, Spotify, Spotify, I'm, I'm on Spotify. I have a couple of playlists on there that I think are really, really good, uh, of songs that I like and stuff. Um, but yeah, again, that's, um, Instagram.com slash adult programming. And then youtube.com slash adultprogramming for some really interesting music videos. And then Spotify, adult programming.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Thank you so much again, AJ, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I had a lot of fun, you know, talking with you during this interview.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been a great
0: time. <laughs> gotcha.